Hey everyone, welcome to the Cast. I'm your host, Charlie Behrens. Today, we have Packers legend and inventor of the Lambo Leap, Leroy Butler, as our guest. Number 36, ladies and gentlemen, he is on the show. Now, Leroy's done a ton of great work since retiring as a Packer, including anti-bullying campaigns, radio shows, cooking segments, and now he's got his own vodka it's called leap vodka and folks i'll tell you this much you pour some of that in your bloody mary and it's gonna do the trick oh yeah make sure you include that celery so no one gives you a scuff about having yourself a bloody mary before 10 a.m say you know it's for my health okay also Leroy is a big fisher and i think i got him to commit to going fishing with me on lake winnebago for some of them walleyes okie dogs uh that was my personal victory of this interview but probably my favorite part is where he ranks lambo leaps from over the years including friend of the show john coon if you remember when john came on we talked about his failed lambo leap attempt so we have Leroy break that down i want to thank all of you for listening to the cripes cast and rating the show those those ratings really help us you know get boosted in the algorithm or whatever Oh, can't even talk. I must have had some of Leroy's vodka. But no, when you rate the show, that helps in the algorithm. So thank you so much for doing that. And also your comments are very helpful, not just for the algorithms and things, but also for just helping direct the show. So let me just read one of these comments. Oh, shy guy 71. Uh-oh. He's from Chicago. What's he going to say? He says, even fibs love the Cripes cast. Oh my gosh, that hits me right in the ticker. Jeez Louise. Charlie, love the latest episode and love hearing about all things Midwestern. Keep up the hard work. Aw, cripes, folks. That is a nice fib right there. I'll read one more. What do we have? Oh, okay. Angela Marie says, Charlie, I always love your comedy stints. However, your podcast is unbelievable. Thank you for holding space for tough conversations. Some of my favorite ones, Dairy Farmers, Emily and Diggins, your college professor on understanding facts in journalism, and the Ho-Chunk Museum. Cheese Louise Angela, thank you so much. And folks, if you are enjoying the podcast, you can also follow Cast on all social media handles. That's at Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okie doke, so that's the spiel. And now it is time for my conversation with Leroy Butler. Check this out. Wisconsin State yeah. Patroller pulls over man using camp chair as a driver's seat. You see this? Look at that. That's Wisconsin for you right there. Yeah. That's crazy. Not, he wasn't not, from Manitowoc, was he? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they, oh he probably, God. if his heater was broke, he probably just built a campfire in the back. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and light a cigarette with it. Yeah. <laughs> How you been? I got your oh, bunker busy, right busy. up here, by the way. Did you see that? I you see signed that. it and everything. That's I see great. that. Thank you so much. I appreciate no, that. No, thank you. Anytime I get, you know, vodka, that's a pretty special day for me. So I appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah, you've been good? Oh, man, I've been so, oh, my goodness. Of course, during the pandemic, everything has shut down. But mm-hmm. as of late, I've been pretty busy. Pretty, yeah. pretty busy. And that's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. Well, what's it like? I mean, you know, after you leave the NFL, you have a bunch of different options at your hands and you've chosen media and you've chosen business, it seems. Which one of those do you like more? You know, that's a, that's a great question, because when you leave the NFL making millions of dollars, you're thinking, what can I substitute that? Nothing does. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, I'll just let whatever happens happen. But the right. one thing, Charlie, that stuck out to me was writing my story. Because I mm. haven't had a chance to do that as far as writing a book. I never wrote a book. So I started working when I retired. I started working at uh, ESPN. And while I was there, I started writing my book about my life story talking to old teachers and girlfriends and the ones that like me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just get all these stories about growing up and interviewing my mom and my brothers and sisters. That was my main focus because I go into the, through the airport and library. I see all these magazine books. I said, I need to tell my story. So that's what I started working on. Oh, that's interesting. Now, I got to ask you this because I th- I read this somewhere. Did your mom email John Madden to tell him the correct pronunciation of your name? <laughs> <laughs> it kept saying, 
they kept saying Leroy, Leroy yeah. Butler, Leroy <laughs> Butler. This just wise old tale, allegedly. Yeah. That uh, Lee Remo from the Packers, he was like, your mom is really upset. I said, how do you know that? She was like, they're saying my baby's name wrong. <laughs> and it was just talking throughout the locker room. And next thing you know, I just say, mom, did you do that? And she gave me that look like, yeah. they're not going to say my baby's name wrong on national <laughs> TV. I'm like, but it's not a big deal. People call me Leroy, Leroy. Nobody down south calls me Leroy. Uh-huh. Full it disclosure. Is, it's what, no. how they pronounce it down south, just Leroy. It, it's, it's, it's Leroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Roy Lee. It's yeah. Leroy. When I come above te- Tennessee and up, it's Leroy <laughs> Butler. And when people read that story, they think it's funny because most parents do make a big deal how you say their kids' names when you're calling these games. So, you know, Brian Anderson, who's a I know you know him very well. Oh yeah. He he I always talk about names. Is it a big deal? How do you pronounce them and things of that nature? And he was saying how you want to get it right. And my mom made sure they got it right. Yeah. I mean, you're sort of in that position now, just doing all the media stuff. Yeah. Do you have any, yes. I mean, do you do something to make sure you get the names right? Or are you well, just we, like, ah, we, I kind of got the hang of it. When we had you on, uh-huh. it was a big deal. Because full disclosure, mm-hmm. you were our first A-lister. Oh, that's come on. our guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm dead serious. That was our guy like charlie's ours so we were very excited and they and we had people that say your last name right say it right say it like this he likes this say this and then i say okay just let him tell us how to say it but it is a big deal because your fan base they will go after you if you say your oh, name yeah. wrong, yeah, not in a bad way. All fan bases do it. Cause my fans always say, "No, it's really Leroy." <laughs> and so when we had you on, people would the biggest thing say his name like this. Um, I don't even know if we told you that. No, like, I didn't know. What do they say? Like bear and then ends. Is that a <laughs> barons? There you go. <laughs> Some guy put actual actual bear, a black bear, yeah. and put he said like that. <laughs> He'll like it that way. And then they were going into this whole thing. So names are a big part of that. When I named my son, I had six daughters, and my son, I thought about it. Do I want to name him after me? I said, you know what? I was telling my wife, I said, wait a minute now, I got six girls. No way I'm naming my son Jack <laughs> right. or Steve. No, right, right, right. I'm going to name him after me so he can get Packer tickets, right? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah he get Packer tickets. <laughs> he'll be able to get yeah. a job. Yeah. And he'll definitely get married because some girls going to want that butler name. <laughs> so I was pretty excited to have a son. I really was. So names are a big deal. They are a big deal. Speaking of names, too, I mean, so you've got the Lambo Leap and all your stuff is named Leap. Yes. You know, and that is, is that because Robert Brooks has a trademark for Lambo Leap? Robert was smart. Yeah. <laughs> this is how smart it was. He's a brilliant guy. We actually, Charlie, we may reach out to you because... We're writing a movie about the leap. Oh, and nice. And we want somebody to narrate it. Oh, jeez. Oh, you know, it'd be the honor of my life. Honest to Pete. You know, you got to be shooting me. Okay? <laughs> you got to be shooting me. They, I just remember, I remember growing up, jumping on the furniture. Okay? <laughs> just trying to be just, just like Robert Brooks, Roy Butler. And Brett Favre, except yeah. Brett Favre, the time he did it, he didn't quite get all the way up there, yeah. you know. But that's uh, what we want. That that'd be fantastic. He, that'd be great. Yeah, it was just starting to put it together, but 1993, I pretty much was the first one to do it, and I didn't think a big deal out of it. I really did it, but I just know it was 17 below, and people were there, and we're beating the Raiders, and no one has gone home. I'm like, we're blowing. It's cold. Won't you? No one leaves. And I just remember after I did that particular play, going to the sideline and after, you know, it was like Coach Holmgren came over to me and said, never do that again. We're <laughs> fine. <laughs> I was like, it's not that big of a deal. But after that, it wasn't – no one said anything about it. And Robert Brooks was brilliant, Charlie. You know what he did? He thought about it. He said, I'm going to write a song about it. 
he did a song called Jump in the Stands. Mm -hmm. And it blew up. Oh, yeah. The fans got involved. The name Lambo Leap. He was smart enough to trademark it so other people, if they ever jump in the stand, they couldn't take it. Yeah. So that protected it. So if it wasn't for Robert Brooks, I don't think it would be famous because it wasn't. When you do a song or a movie or a documentary about something, people really home in on it. Yeah. And every time you score, people would jump up there. Oh, that's. That's the Lambo Leap. And after that, it just blew up. No, I know that song very well because that was in my uh, Discman, the shock yes. one with the shock protection. And I had that. That was my yes. lawn mowing go-to right there. <laughs> Played that thing till it was scratched. Yeah, it's a funny story real quick about the disc. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton is the president. He comes to the practice. So they let him in Lambeau Field. We're there and it's empty. No one's there. The team is coming up. And I say, Robert, do you got the CD? Cause I, we were talking in the locker room. Bring the CD. I'll give it to him. He said, man, shoot Secret Service or shoot us. I said, just bring it. <laughs> so I say, do you have it? And we gather up and he's talking. Robert gives it to me. It's a true story. So I said, Mr. President, my boy, Robert Brooks, 8-7, has a new song called Jump in the Stands. I did the Lambo Leap, and he wrote a song about it. And he looked, what's the Lambo Leap? <laughs> <laughs> That's a killer Bill Clinton impression. Killer Bill we Clinton impression. We all laughed at him. <laughs> he gets it. Charlie, he gets it. You're not supposed to do this. It's the president. He gets it, puts it in his coat. Oh. <laughs> Robert's freaking out like, I can't believe he took it. Secret Service is looking like, Hey, it's the Packers, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can take it. And he said he was going to listen to it. Whether he did or not is not important. What was important was he lowered the temperature to say, I'm a normal guy. Yeah. And Robert is thinking, and after that, that song, he sold a lot of copies because we were telling everybody. And everybody was getting jump in the stands. And it just it blew up and it, everything that's why when i say the leap vodka i got broads leap the word leap means something my twitter is leap 36 it just brings back to what was started back in the 90s it just really captures the moment yeah i mean and that was like the heyday of when i was first becoming a packers fan yeah. so i you know i i I don't want to flex too hard, but I played you on the playground quite a bit. You know, like everyone, everyone says who they are. So I, I played you on defense. Okay. You were my go-to and Robert, that was actually my first autograph. I got a Robert Brooks signed really? uh, deal. Yeah. And, and I got to find it cause I think it's still at my folks house and I'm going to put it right next to that vodka and my whole thing is going to be. <laughs> that would be, be awesome. Cool. Hey, I got two follow-up questions here. Cause I had fans, you know, send in some questions and oh, two sure. of them pertain to what we were just talking about. Okay. Mm -hmm. So John, I think you pronounce his last name, Milky talking about pronounced names. He says, was Reggie out of bounds before the lateral? I was at the game freezing. Could have used some leap vodka on that day. <laughs> Thanks, John. You know what, John? It's a good question because we didn't have replay back yeah, then. That's right. Good thing. And when Reggie <laughs> was having, I think, a white shoe on the white line, you couldn't tell it. But remember, no one was looking at where he was. They were looking at the action of him from the lateral. So... I mean, if he was, it's too late now. But if he wasn't, I mean, I'm sure the referees are like, they're beating him 21 to nothing. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But right. my nephew actually brought it up to me uh, about 10 years ago. He he said, um, it looks like Reggie. Is. I said, you sound like a Viking fan. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? He said, yeah, you're right. It's all uh, good. <laughs> that's a good question though. yeah no all right well john apparently you're a vikings fan okay so uh <laughs> next next question in a similar vein this is from justin lepsier a tough last names to pronounce right now i'm telling you that right now all okay so 12, I'm telling yeah <laughs> he says is it true that you stuck to the wall like Velcro in the first Lambo leap, like Robert Brooks says in the rap song, Jump in the Stands. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> That's, listen, if you look at that first jump, mm. no way I was getting up there. No, <laughs> no. So that's what made him, that was a, that was a great uh, 
those are some real bars right there now. When he wrote that and it just rhymed, and he asked me, I said, of course you can say it because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> because the fans will help you. <laughs> yeah. When you jump up there, the fans will kind of pull you, unless, unless you're Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, Amon Green, these guys can jump like the Matrix yeah. and sit on the wall. I know. I'm very unathletic. There's no way I can do that. <laughs> well, that is going to lead into this next section, which is Leroy Butler rates the Lambo leaps, the best or worst Lambo leaps of all time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen with you, okay? Okay. And you're right. just going to say one out of ten. Okay, okay, that's it. And let's see if this works. The oh, this wonders, gonna be fun. The wonders of technology. Okay, share screen. <laughs> You're going to see my whole desktop, okay? Yeah, so, it's so, okay. All right, all right. So there it is. Can you see my screen now? Yep, yep. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. So we, we're starting with this one. We're starting with John Kuhn. He was on the Cripes <laughs> cast as well. He talked about this. So got to get your professional assessment here. You want to see that again? You want to see because it went fast. It went fast. So it goes. Oh. I've seen it. Yeah. And he, I even asked him about that. He said he got tangled up in a cord or something. So I got to give him a pass. Yeah. So yeah. He I told me that too. You got to be athletic enough to avoid the, the, the cords and the people and stuff. Come on, John. But let's look at the replay. Where does he get tangled up? Because I'm trying to That's find that see. moment. <laughs> I'm trying to find that moment. And I don't Look see a at cord. that. I don't see a cord either. No. I don't know, John. We're checking yeah. the tape. It doesn't hold water. Doesn't hold water. And then no. he told me that he, he kind of gave some lip to the uh, camera guy afterwards. Really? Yeah. So let's watch this because I think you're right. He was. Oh, there it is. There Must it have is. been that guy. Must have been that guy. <laughs> That's a classic look. Okay, so one out of ten. Where do you uh, where do you? I'm going to give it a two. John Kuhn. I'm two. Give it a two. Two. Yeah. I think that was generous. No offense yes. there, John. Okay. All right. Now we will go to Mason Crosby, which it's not often oh, you see oh. a field goal kicker do this. So you yes. know. It's a nice kick. Yep. This is one of my favorites. So this is my, maybe a little bias. <laughs> oh, look at that! Do you see that? Hey, teamwork makes a dream work. <laughs> he got help. <laughs> Who's helping him there? I can't even see that. Yeah, Who is I, that? Just, I saw that live, and that was truly amazing. I'm going to have to give it a five okay. because he had teammates' help. But it was very original because they thought about it before. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's see here. Oh, this is – I don't want to, like, you know, put my bias in here, but yeah. this, is a, this is a pretty good one. Hang on. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Yes, yes. Free. We call free the quack man. <laughs> Look at now, that. They want, I, I think I'm going to have to take off a little for free because he went to the low side of the wall. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. okay. You know, the offensive guys are smart. The, so Except wait. for John Kuhn went to the high side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, we, we got to talk about two things. One, why do you call Freeman the, the quack man? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, we call him the quack because he run. We say he used to look like a duck. <laughs> he, like, he just waddles like this. So we call him the We say quack, quack. <laughs> but he gets deep on people. In the Super Bowl, when he hit uh, New England for 86 yards, all the whole sideline going like, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> That's, it. That's, That's hilarious. Sweet. That's great. That's awesome. I love when you see the teammate going in there too. I, I know. Yeah, it's a, it's a double jump there. That's, and he's that's looking, pretty impressive. Look at him, Charlie. He's looking for where I'm going to go to the low side. That's actually, I guess, a spark, I guess. Oh, he's, is that? Yeah, okay. He's yeah, looking I, like, where should I run? Oh, oh there's a low side. He's picking it out. All right. I love it. I love it. Okay. Where so, do you rank that? Because you have Donald Driver jumping in after yeah, him too. Yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to give free a seven. Okay. A seven. All Give right, seven. that sounds good. We got to get Brett Favre in there just for kicks. So here we go. Okay, that was a tough angle. Did he get oh, all the way up there? Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was looking because I know he heard rumors like when you run over there, it's concrete. So don't run too fast. Slow down. Uh-huh. If not, you'll run straight into the wall. And that's what he was looking down, yeah. like, where should I jump? <laughs> and 
I'm going to give Favre a three on that one. Okay, Favre gets a three, just yes, one above does. Kuhn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and now for the final one, here it is. Okay, now, again, 17 below. I have on pantyhose. It's really cold. <laughs> And Mike Holmgren always said, he always said to Charlie, if you ever get an interception or if you get a fumble, do not lateral the ball. We oh. will cut you. Really? You yeah, he said he'll cut us. So when and this happened, I'm fumble. like, where's the ball at? <laughs> Here's Reggie, John from wherever. <laughs> oh. So right here, I said, I'm going to jump and bam. I hit that was <laughs> it. That's awesome. I got to get out with a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Only because it's your show and we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I would give it a 10. It's the first one and no one expected. It's all spontaneous. I didn't think about it. I have no hops. And it's just, right here, Doug Evans is telling me that I smell like beer. Oh, really? <laughs> Because some guy wastes a beer on me. He goes, man, you smell like a beer, Willie. <laughs> I said, they can't have beers and they're frozen. It's too cold. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know. Forget this. So, and then right here, yeah, boom. So you you cause the fumble. Yeah. Uh, Reggie picks it, it up. Like, You're looking that? for it. Reggie picks it up and he's like, am I going to get benched? Doesn't matter. Lateral's coming. Look at the referees like running like, where is he going? And these guys, can you imagine these fans like, what is he doing? So, I know, I know. Just so, forget so, about the guy grabbing my butt, though. The yeah, guy. I know. That That's the best part of the whole deal, I'm sure. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you for that, man. Thank oh, no, that was great. That was fun. That was fun. So <laughs> so now what does Holmgren say to Reggie after he does the lateral? Is he, is he in question. trouble at all? Because in the meeting, we say, well, hey, coach. Hey, what's the follow-up? <laughs> you said if we did this, you were going to cut us. He was like, well, it's French White. And we all laughed. It was funny. It was just funny. It was it was hilarious. And I know what he's saying, but at that point, Reggie was like, hey, I never I, – I was getting tackled. And he had came – Reggie came from Philly. Mm -hmm. And down there, they always did that. Him and um, – uh, Eric Allen, the cornerback, if they got a pick, they were, you know, laddering it all the time. But Mike didn't want that to happen. But you're not going to cut Reggie White. No, no, you can't. You not can't. When you were running, when you scored the touchdown, what did you have this in mind at all? Did it just spur of the no, moment? You just had gas in the all, tank? and All spontaneous. It really was. I never even – because normally if I did a big play, I would dance to do mm -hmm. something. But this time, it was just something that hit me. It was like, man, I would love to just jump up there. And it was all spontaneous. And that's what makes it good that even like at Lambeau Field, they have the little statue there. I didn't want me to be in it. I thought that would be kind of lame. Mm -hmm. But they have to where the fans are there, and you could be me. Yeah, You could jump <laughs> up there and, like, do whatever you want. I, that's what I like about it. That's very that's very cool of you. It's very Packers of you, you know? Like, yeah. Kind of like make it part of the community, part of the team. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's what it's all about. They're our owners, you know? That's So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Oh, folks, excuse the interruption, but I want to tell you real quick once about Jolly Good Soda. It is made right here in Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's the best gosh darn soda this side of the Mississippi or the other side. And right now, find Jolly Good in the Festival Foods. That's right. You see a Festival Foods, bada bing, bada boom. You can get yourself any kind of Jolly Goods you want. I'm talking Sour Power, Grape cherry cream root beer maybe even mix some of them sodas with leap vodka see what happens okay and you can follow jolly good on the social medias too that's at jolly good soda okie dogs back to the show a little bit about your background now you grew up in florida right yeah i'll tell you what charlie it was so incredibly tough on my mom five kids in the projects mm. And poverty was, it was, it was bad. But my mom had us, she had this mentality of if I fool the kids that they're not poor, they won't act like they're poor. Mm. I say, well, what do you mean by that, mom? You know? So she would buy like a half of loaf of bread and we could only have one slice. But I said, mom, you need two for a sandwich. And Charlie, she showed, she, Taught us how to fold it. 
and you can make a sandwich. It's just not a big portion. Yeah. So she was fooling us like, we're not really poor. <laughs> the neighbors down the street are really poor, and we have fun in the mm-hmm. house. And this, if we had social media back then, that would have been a reality show. <laughs> yeah. Now, where where'd you fall in the lineup? Uh, no one's never asked me that. Yeah, I, my youngest brother, and then it's me, and my oldest brother Michael, and uh, my sister Vicky. So we were like steps, but all of them were a little bit different because they could do everything. I was disabled. I had braces on my legs, like Forrest Gump. You see the movie Forrest Gump? Oh yeah, yeah, that was you. Yeah, so I couldn't go outside. I couldn't get in the swimming pool. We had a community pool. Yeah. So I stayed inside with my mom because I was disabled and I was special education. I, she used to help me read. And I just learned to be like you, funny. <laughs> because my mom, my mom, she said, the real funny people are funny organically. And I didn't know what that word meant. She said, just naturally funny. That'll distract kids from bullying you from being poor if they like you. So have a good personality and be funny. Every day she would take me to the bus stop, be funny today. So yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I would just lower the temperature by, see, and she used to tell me that telling a joke is not the issue. It's the reaction that's the issue. I said, Mom, you, you're too damn smart. <laughs> and that's the way she thought. Because she here she is with four normal kids that can take care of themselves. And I got this one that's kind of like my buddy that's never been on the top bunk bed. You know, that was the Super Bowl to me. <laughs> so she taught me these things, how to cook. You know, that's the, so by... Uh, 13, I was cooking for the family while she had to go to work. Oh, wow. I mean, there's a lot of things in there. Now, what caused the braces? What, what, what? Yeah, I had club feet. So my okay. feet were like this, and I would walk like a pigeon. Uh-huh. You know, sort of like what I tease Antonio about, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> or a penguin. Yeah. And they would put them in these braces to kind of straighten them up. Mm-hmm. They never really got – he said, if they get to like this, he's fine. But I remember the nurse – um, and the doctor disagreed on my uh, diagnosis. He told my mom, well, I don't think he'll ever play sports. And the nurse, and I never told nobody this story, the nurse said, he'll play sports. And the doctor was like, because most time when you're a nurse, you don't say anything, but like, give me stuff. But she was actually a, a, a nurse that was, did my rehab. Uh-huh. So she spent more time with me and him, he just looking at the, you see my bones all whatever, not real strong. And oh, he'll be, yeah, he'll he'll be. And my mom was like, because she knew I love the NFL. I, I used to every Sunday after church, I come home, Charlie. I'm watching the NFL. I mean, I'm like every day. I said, Mom, I want to play in the NFL. So when she said that. It, it was like the gospel to me. It just felt like I can do it. Because if you hear you can't do something from somebody with a white coat, it's really demoralizing because I already had, I'm already poor, I'm small, and no friends. And now he's saying, well, he won't be playing sports. She didn't ask him. He just said it. He won't be able to play sports. And then the nurse was like, no, he'll be, he'll, he'll be fine. So it made me feel good. Do you think that was kind of a thing that motivated you? Uh, yes. Just that nurse yes. saying that? Do you remember that nurse's name yeah. at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, she uh, passed away about maybe 10, 11 years ago, give or take. And I remember asking her, why did you say that? She said, I say it with all my kids in PT, physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And she said, it was just something about you that you look forward to coming to see me. Most kids did it at the Children's Hospital. It was called Hope Haven, and that's the name down in Jacksonville. And I look forward to it because my sister every day used to, she used to have like a piece of paper and she'd say, 
give me something to write on. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, what are you? She said, and she's looking around for pens, you know, and she's like, and then she started writing, Charlie. I'm like, I don't know what she's doing. She's writing. She's like, mm -hmm. I said, what is my, because my sister was my role model in a way other than my mom, because she spent the most time with me. And she she wrote that. Oh, really? And she said, put it under your pillow. And every day you leave to go to PT, just look at those three letters, the NFL. And that, that I felt invincible when she said I can do it one day, play sports. And I thought about what my sister said to me. Those are kind of things that you don't normally find out um, that normally when you make it, because you forget about those little things. You do. But mm -hmm. those conversations with a disabled kid or a special needs kids, it goes a long way. And what pushed you then after you got, you know, sort of to a place where you could play sports? Like, how long did it take? What was your journey? Did you continue to have problems with with that along the way or did it kind of go away after a while? Well, I really did. I wasn't really athletic and I thought it was going to be an issue. And it's a, it's a, a story. My brother, uh, Michael, he was like the, the neighborhood, like playboy mm -hmm. had a ton of girls. Michael was like, he was debonair. He was good looking. He had a beard when he was like 11. <laughs> he was like the guy. And, and I was always his, like his Robin, you know, because mm -hmm. he, I would listen to him meeting girls and all that. And I just remember him just, just kind of saying, you know what? It's cut. It was, it was junior high. He says, you, we, tomorrow they're going to cut. I said, what is that? Don't everybody make the team? He said, no, you got to be good. And he was the quarterback. He was the Aaron Rodgers of the neighborhood. Okay. Mm. So, you know he was going to make it. So they were giving our jerseys, and they came down to me and him in one jersey. So I'm like, nah, no, I ain't going to make it. My, my, the coach is about to make a decision who he wanted. Like, we're just sitting here, and he was about, and my brother gets up. Wait a minute. Wait, coach, I really don't want to play football. I'm just doing it for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go to the NFL. You should give it to him. And the coach was like, wait a minute, we need a quarterback. <laughs> he said, well, you got to go find one. But and he left. Really? My brother left. And he was. He said he just did it to be popular. And I love the honesty. He, he ain't trying to go to the NFL. He was just good. I mean, this guy would shake guys off, stop, and throw it 80 yards on a dime. So you needed every, the whole neighborhood. You got to have Michael on your team. And here's this disabled kid. There's no he's about to get cut. And the coach comes over to me. I'm like, well, you got to give it to me. There's one jersey left. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, no one's really going to know this story. But and he gave it to me. And he said, you must tell that story because your brother knows your path. You know, yeah. he kind of felt it. And I've always asked him why he did that. He said, I didn't never want you to feel like somebody's your destiny is in somebody else's hand yeah. and as a young i didn't know what he meant by that mm -hmm. but i started to learn that and i got pretty decent when i got to high school it changed my life charlie it really did i was the first ever all-american in my school history and my school was a little bit controversial because it was called robert e lee mm. you know the confederate soldiers and all it was so it was like african-american kids didn't want to go there mm. and it was tough because we didn't have a choice mm -hmm. and i was going to terry parker high school and i'm playing spring football because i'm in the ninth going to the 10th grade i'm playing uh like they have spring football and you could try out so i'm thinking i'm going to terry parker high school and I'm in uniform, and I'm, uh, one of my best friends is Wayne Gallman. He's the star running back, and he's teaching me plays. I get a phone call from Coach Scroggins. You can't go here. Why not? Well, they did this system with last names. And no matter what color you are, they just pick you to go to schools. And 
you're going to go to the west side. I said, the west side's on the other side. Well, they got busing. So I'm like saying to myself, better not be Robert E. Lee. And it was. Uh-huh. It was rough, Charlie. It was rough because my mom was like, she always taught us about racism and all that kind of stuff, but she just taught me to love people. Yeah. And she she said, you may, I don't know what color woman you're going to marry. Let God dictate that. Just live your life. And when I went to that school, it was it was rough. And a lot of stories I didn't tell because I, because I think the less stories you tell that were negative, the more people are concentrated on the positive. Mm. But my story of Robert E. Lee was rough because I remember the young man, um, uh, Bubba, in NASCAR. Yeah. He was going through some stuff with a noose. I said, man, I used to get that every day in my locker. People really? would put that in your locker and you just never cared about it. But what taught me is my mom saying, forget about the name when you enter the building, it's the name, the last name that people see on your jersey, mm. which is Butler. I, I said, Mom, you, she's so smart. I'm like, how do you even think of it? She's like a philosopher. What do you think? Mm. She just turned racism into this. She just turned it around. So that was a big deal. I was like, okay. And it never bothered me. It never bothered me when you say, oh, so yeah, whatever. Concentrate on football. And that's why I, that's when it started to take off for him. I guess that brings it to today a little bit when, you know, over yeah. the summer we've had, obviously it was George Floyd. There was, you know, mm-hmm. Jacob Blake. And then there were all the statues and there were a lot of Confederate statues in that mm-hmm. debate sort of, you know, going to Robert E. Lee High School. How did you feel about that debate going on? My mom always told me that, Charlie, she said, if it was voted upon, I'm good with it. Mm vote on it just Mm -hmm. because she always used to yell at her family members or people in the community if you didn't vote she said you don't have a voice Mm. so i don't want to hear about i don't want she used to do this all the time (laughs) if you voted give your opinion but if Mm -hmm. you did it then fine so anything that was voted upon i know my son and my daughters they're going the world is going to be look different than how I came up. But my, uh, I think if you look at Black Lives Matter or people protesting, it wasn't just white people and it wasn't just black people. It was everybody coming together and say, let's come together. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted. I wanted everybody to just feel like, you know, if we can come together and Disagree together. You can agree to disagree, but you just don't hate each other. Because the hateful groups are kind of weed and stuff out for them during the minority. Mm-hmm. So my mom always preached unity. And I remember this was um, 11th grade, I think, 11th, 12th grade, my first interracial relationship, like a white young lady. And she was so nice. And she wanted to see where I came from. And my mom had picked us up and my mom treated us. She was her daughter. I mean, she was like, this is so nice. I wasn't expecting this. And, and see, I go through all those lessons. And then one of my favorite, favorite was one of my best friends. Now his name is Danny. And this kind of goes back to what the summer, what you would ask. His name is Danny. Mm-hmm. We've been friends since the third grade. And, I said, I know why the kids don't like me because I'm African-American, but why don't they like you? Because he was white. He was like, uh, I'll tell you later. Because we would go to lunch and it was just me. I'm disabled, special ed. And it was him. And he dressed nice. He was a nice guy. He would open doors for girls and let them drink out of the water fountain first. I knew why they didn't like me, but I can. And so the fifth grade, Two years, I kept asking why, because nobody, they would see him, they throw paper at him. And I said, oh, they're mad with you because you're friends with me. He said, that's a little bit of it. We get to ninth grade. And he finally said, I think you're ready for me to tell you why people don't like me. I said, why? I don't get it. You're the nicest guy. I mean, I love this guy. And he lives in Utah now. He's like a top, uh, like, IT guy. We talk. 
three times a week still. He said, Leroy, they don't like me because I'm Jewish. I said, get out of here. What are you talking about? He said, they just don't like me. I said, how can they see that? Just if they, How can they see that? And he would say, well, it's probably by my name. He's like, but I don't care. I love everybody. I said, well, what do you mean? So this whole time we've been friends since the third grade and we just gravitated. Mm-hmm. You held that for like six years. He was like, yeah, cause I didn't want to tell you that you wouldn't be my friend. Oh, geez. And I got, I gave him a hug. I said, man, you my dog, you my guy. Every day I get off the bus. If he missed it from the dentist, I was depressed. We were really close. I mean, I flew out to his wedding. And he's a private guy. Mm. I'm thinking it's a big wedding. It was like 50 people. He's just real private, nicest guy. And he just explained it to me. Hearing a story like that, it's, I mean, it's tragic how outspoken kids were that yeah. they didn't like you, you know, for your, for your, <laughs> I know. For, your yeah. for your differences. You've lived down south and up north now and you have kids and they've come up in in wisconsin and everything yep. do you see differences in I, I guess the times are different and also the north is different i guess but do you think that there's and i mean we all know there's subtle bits of racism but do you mm-hmm. think we've progressed enough as a society mm-hmm. i guess this past summer would probably say no but do you think we're progressing enough i guess in wisconsin in your opinion well and people ask me why didn't you go back to Florida when I retired? Mm. They asked me that because I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, as we talked about. I said, the reason why I moved to, well, let's go back real quick. Sure. My first wife, we got married my pretty much my whole career. We got a divorce in 05. Mm. So, and we still friends to this day. We tight. I met my new wife. In 06, she was going through a divorce, so was I. And when we get together later, I'll tell you the whole story about how we met, but I don't want to bore you with it. But to fast forward, I met her. She's a Wisconsin young lady, Genesis. Her name was Genesis Jordan, now Genesis Butler, like the Bible, Genesis. She didn't know who I was. She was a banker. That's what I said, Charlie. I walk in there, I'm like, cash a check. She said, I need three IDs. Like, what? Do, should I, sh- yeah. <laughs> you know, should like, I show oh, you right now? Let <laughs> yeah, me right. jump up onto this uh, onto this teller's booth. That should tell you exactly who I am. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, I showed her my phone, like, but this is me. She said, hey, listen, I don't know who you are. I don't care. I need three IDs, whatever. So I really liked her. So we, we, we got married last year at Lambeau Field. Oh, nice. Where are Lambeau real yeah, quick? Right in, the, right in, I mean, what, in, in the atrium. Okay, yeah, yeah. In That's the atrium. a beautiful atrium, yeah. We had a thousand people there. I invited normal people, mm. just whoever, just go on the website, download a ticket. Oh, nice. But you got to pay for your own food because I have yeah. no money. <laughs> that was the caveat. Yeah. We had teachers, first responders, police, military. But when people say, why? Did I move to Wisconsin? The people. Mm. I'm very, Charlie, the people in Wisconsin are amazing. And then people could say, well, they're amazing because you're a Green Bay Packer. I don't know if that's true or not. But I will say this. They're the nicest people. They, they're just very nice. And, you know, I see a lot of interracial couples that will be able to just live their life. Mm. And I don't care. I just care about the person. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, gay, straight, transgender. I don't care. Just be a great person. I love everybody. And that seemed like I can only do that in Wisconsin. In Florida, now that's the South now. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. Because, mm-hmm. like, if me and you went to eat in Florida, you get a lot of side eye. Like Even still. Oh, yeah. Mm. That now back then they would just let the N word fly. They'll just let it fly. But now they just both both races. Why is Leroy eating with him? Man, out of anybody. But Wisconsin, hey man, they go Charlie. <laughs> oh, and there's Leroy. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Stop. You kidding stop. me? 
You kidding me? But you know what I'm saying? It's like this. And mm. my mom, she wanted me to be on a this crusade to bringing people together, regardless of what your race is, regardless of who you are. And I'm able to do that in Wisconsin because I live in South Milwaukee and everywhere you go, it's a different race of people. And we all just get along. Now, I'm sure there's some racism in some areas. I'm sure it is. Because that's when the police comes into it. And my mom used to teach us this, Charlie. She said, I want you, because the police asked her one day, well, what do you, how do you want us to treat people, uh, criminals? She said, and what she, I thought she was brilliant. She said, when you approach my car, don't wait to see what race I am to see if you take your temperature high or low. If you see I'm an African-American, oh, something's got to be wrong. If you see a Latino, something's wrong. If you see a white guy, oh, nothing's wrong. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just come, give me my ticket. Or see if I'm a woman. Just give me my ticket. Be courteous. I'll be courteous to you. And well, Now, you got criminals that'll drive off or even do something dangerous to the police. She said, that's when you can enact your professionalism. And he understood that. He said, you know, I never thought about it that way. But I, that's when they say st systemic racism is already in his head that this African-American has done something wrong or he's driving a nice car or, you know, I just assume that they're standing on a corner doing something wrong. Mm. We're saying, don't do that. Just assume everybody, give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And that's why I like Wisconsin. And again, people are going to say, hey, Charlie Leroy, I've had an instance the guy was mean because my mom taught me to be courteous to anybody in uniform, mainly teachers. You know, anybody professional, be courteous. Mm -hmm. And that's the connection she wanted. Just be be as blind justice for everybody. And sometimes people don't get that. And that's what she wanted to change. Now, is your mom still around today? She passed away four years ago. And mm -hmm. it was rough because she went through the hospice. So we were able to have our closing for a few years before she passed away. And every that's not a day I wake up and don't think about it. She just, she was telling me, uh, she gave me this Hall of Fame speech. And I was like, this was about 10 years ago. If you ever make it a Hall of Fame, I want you to be different. I said, what are you, she said, be approachable. I said, what are you talking about, Mom? Because everybody's going to see you with your jacket on. They, oh, there's Leroy. Bring that temperature down. Mm -hmm. Take that jacket off and let the people wear it. She said, otherwise, I, I raise you to be a, a leader, not a follower. Go into a room of 200 people and in one hour learn everybody's name. She said, it's going to feel lame and it's not going to be popular, but she was just, I think about all these life lessons she used to give me. And I'm telling you, my kids see me over there just laughing. They'll say, what you laughing? What well, grandma said this. Grandma mm. said that. And I was the only one, Charlie, she would let listen to uh, Red Fox. Oh, yeah? The comedian. Yeah, why Why you? And Richard Pryor. Oh, no way. You got to listen to Richard yes, Pryor, too? Yes, I'm the only one. And you know Jeez, why? Because you and, were supposed to be the funny one. Man, you smart, <laughs> man. You smart. That was she why, said, though? Yes, she said, why are you letting him watch? That's my sister rolling her neck. Because he's the funny one. <laughs> he's the one that is not awkward if you're in a, a supermarket and some guy, hey, Leroy, God! what's up, man? How you doing? You know, yeah. what's good? And turn it, make it funny. Now, she also knew I wouldn't take some of the jokes they're saying personal to go out and do it. Like, I like John Wick. I'm not going to go shoot people. But I like Kenato Reeves. I always say that I love him. So I'm going to watch his movie. She told me the difference between reality and fake and entertainment. Mm. And my kids, they watch all your YouTube stuff. Oh, nice. And, nice. And uh, my middle daughter, Gabby, she loves you. And I told her I was coming on your show. And she told L'Oreal, 
Oh my God, Daddy's gonna be on with a star. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got to tell you got to tell your daughters. I, I says hi. I mean, you have six of them. Now, yeah. I actually grew up. I'm one of twelve, so I I've got eight. Is sisters. that the truth, or you? Just I know that's that's stick. for real. That's for real. Oh, really? I, I'm one now, of twelve. Where are you yeah. I'm second oldest. I'm second oldest. Oh, okay. But I grew up, and my dad was in a house at one point with just with eight daughters and one boy in the middle of there. So he was outnumbered just like you're outnumbered. So yes. how, how, how do you deal with being outnumbered all the time? Well, I got to fit in with somebody. And I, to me, and that's a good question, I fit in with my sister. She was the oldest. Mm. So I fit in with her. Got it. Because got it. They didn't want to go shopping. I did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When our boyfriends come over, they were being jags. I was being nice. <laughs> so that that made me even get more than my youngest brother. Got so, it. so well, you got to kind of know where to fit in at, yeah. And now with your daughters, all your daughters, because you have six, and how old are they? Now my oldest is 35. Oh, well, okay, next, they're older, yeah. Oh, yeah, 25, 24, 21. 17 and 16. Oh, geez. Okay. So Don't ask me their names. I- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your son's name? What's your son's name? That's the Roy. Right. I, I know. You, you know Roy that Roller. name. Yeah. The fourth. We yeah. actually used to call him just the fourth. Mm-hmm. We used to oh, call him nice. the fourth. Yeah, that's yeah. a very regal name. I wanted to come back to your mother real quick. And I, I know yes. that we're probably running out of time here, but I, I thought it was cool. Well, that no, she we're said, good. We're good. They, and it also has to do with the Hall of Fame because uh, so they tie together. First of all, though, when your your mom told you, you know, when you get there, take off your jacket and give it to everyone else to wear that. I think we see that in the Lambo Leap statue where you're like, I don't want it on me. I want it on the <laughs> fans, that, you know, and yes. then you can be me. I mean, that's that's so cool. Can you imagine, though, really? Can you imagine, Charlie, if I get in the Hall of Fame and I when? give you the jersey? Hopefully it's next year. I, I, I'm there because I'm going to be like, yo, your mom told you, okay? Yes. Let's, let's get it on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? I, I, I want to see if this thing if fits. Jer- if you did a video with that. Let's do it. We we got to do it. Jacket, we're doing that. Now, would you be mad if I tried it on and then took it to a tailor to get it, you know, cut for me? Would that be okay? You know, yeah, and then I just give it back to you and it's cut. Yeah, for me. You're not going to be mad fine. about that. No, we're recording this. I'm fine with that. <laughs> OK, OK. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Well, I, do you you're thinking next year? Is that when it's going to happen? Yeah, I think so. And, I, and, and the reason why I say that is because last year, well, year before I was my first year being a finalist. Mm. And I was so happy. I really was happy. You know, you go down to Miami with all the Hall of Fame guys. And then this year was, well, obviously the pandemic wasn't going to go. And then you get that phone call, Charlie. And that phone call is basically if if you made it or not. Mm. And Mr. Baker calls up Leroy. Uh, when he says, unfortunately, you kind of. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I was like, it's okay. I'll see you next year. God, I don't want to be on the phone that long. Too. Right, right. But when I later learned that I was a, a top 10, I made it in the top 10, I got excited because you got to make that top 10 to be in the final cut to make it. So I'm, I think I'm pretty close. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. Yeah. Well, I know Packers fans are ready for that to happen. So I, oh, I yes. I'm I'm saying next year, great, and I will be there uh, to try that jacket on. I want to do. Now, what if you had Madison Square Garden with like fifteen thousand people and finna make five million bucks? I can send you a video. Go make the money. Uh, yeah, that would. That, wait, wait. What? What about five million bucks? What'd you say? No, I'm saying, what if you in Madison Square Garden? You're doing a stand-up special. Oh. On like Netflix or something, and you're getting five million, and it's sold out, and the Hall of Fame is that night. Uh, go make the money. Okay, I'll go make the money, but go then make com- the money and then fly down to th- see me the next day. Yeah, then I'm coming over and I'll try it on. Yeah, because uh, you got to get the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Are you uh, gonna do one of those, or are you looking to do one of your yeah. specials oh, in yeah, the future? Yeah. No, I I do stand up when it's not a pandemic thing, so I gotta yeah, get you to a yeah. show. 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, we're working on a longer form stand-up special. Yay. So yeah, no, it'll be great. I, I hope. So yeah, working on that, no, we'll get out it. there. I gotta get you a lightning round. This is real quick. Okay. okay. And brats or cheese curds? Cheese curds. Bloody Mary or old fashioned? I'm gonna go Bloody Mary. Mm, Cause you're vodka. Fishing or hunting? Fishing. Oh yeah, what do you fish for? I love walleye. Walleye, no, we gotta go that walleye fish fishing. has a human brain. It only bites certain things. It's, I know. it's just hard to catch. How do you fish for them? Do you just go like open the bale after they hit and let it run? Or do you just. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Reaches and stuff. Okay. It, pretty much. And I got a little something like a frog. It's kind of a frog to fool him. Oh, like I, I, I do that for tournaments. Wait, you tournament fish for walleye? Yeah, I I can't believe yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, it's even to be private lakes, but they they look at the fish. Wait a minute, that's a bass. I'm like, <laughs> take it easy. If one got in the bucket, just wait and leave me alone. But I love walleye fish. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Well, all right, we yeah. gotta go walleye fish. I love how this is a lightning round, and I get off yeah. track as soon as we start talking about <laughs> fishing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Squeaky cheese curds or deep fried cheese curds? Deep fried. Mm. Favorite current packer? Can you pick You're trying one? to get me in trouble. I'm trying to get you in a lot of trouble right now. Oh, uh, David Batiar. Oh, nice. Very good. And yeah. he can really take down those beers too. He's That's a professional at that. All right. Favorite city in Wisconsin? Well, Oak Creek, of course. Yeah, that's where you're at, right? <laughs> that's where I live. Oak yeah. Creek is amazing. We're, we're is. close, it actually. I'm in, I'm in Milwaukee. We got to, you know. When really? This, What's, yeah. Well, you I, know, give me the address. The south side, north side? Yeah, so I was on the south side for a little bit, and then yeah. now I'm like closer south to Tosa, sort of. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, nice. Oh, and then let's talk about your vodka, too. Where can, yeah. where can people go get Leap Vodka? And then what yeah. is the cocktail to make? With Leap Vodka. This is breaking news. Now, if people know me, they're, they're, this is why this is special. Mm -hmm. So, and you'll know why in a minute. I got a call from Chad Greenway. He used to play for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. He called me up. He's with Grey Duck. He said, Leroy, I want to do a vodka with you. I said, well, guess what? I don't drink. He says, huh? I said, no, I don't drink. He said, what? Well, Everybody drinks in Wisconsin. I said, nope, don't drink. So he said, okay, well, we still, we still got to do something. So I thought about it. So I said, you know, here's a chance for me to be an owner, mm -hmm. not just being like somebody endorsed. This is a big deal. And I read that um, 50 Cent, the rapper, mm -hmm. he doesn't drink, but he has alcohol. And he's made a lot of money. Mm. And in the pandemic, it was up. 400 and some percent alcohol. So I said, Fitz, put me with the right group of guys, I'll do it. He was over the moon. Here's a Viking and a Packer coming together. So my thing is, what, how it happened was the, the people that I'm targeting, Charlie, I've never targeted before. It's always kids, teachers, families, you know, but not people who tailgate. So when we put it together with Steve and all these guys, I was like, if it's if it's get the right people, you know, Chris, you know, I said, well, let me, you know, it gotta be because it's a trust thing, okay? And you know, Jason and you know Dan and I, this group start forming, formulating, and we had some. And at that point, I told the guys I got a good relationship with Pick and Save Kroger. I've been with them for like ten years. Yeah, I hear you when I'm shopping. Yeah. You know. Uh, right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I and we put it together, and it's been it's been a slam dunk. I mean, we've been leaping to success. Leap. I saw that. And I caught that. That was really I, good. That I'm very really good the reason why I'm excited because I can promote it and people can because I'm a real kind of a religious guy too. But I, mm -hmm. I teach people you can be a normal guy and be religious, go to mm -hmm. church and read the Bible. My wife is very, but I'm a normal person. Mm -hmm. So I have that happy medium. And what the vodka does for me is to pretty much, you know, market to people I pretty much cut off for a long time. And my dream, and I'm breaking this on your show. Oh, wow. My dream, my dream is to do a 1936 drink with Robin Yao and myself with his lemonade, 
and my vodka. And I have a recipe. So I'm trying to reach out to Robin Yao to contact me. We're going to try to collaborate and do this because the brewer season starts April 1st. Yeah. And I would love to do a 1936 drink and a bottle hard lemonade type for stores. I think that would yeah. be pretty, pretty good. I mean, that's it says Brewer's Tailgate all over it. Oh, right um, yes. It's yeah. just, yeah, the 1936 drink on nice. your show. Nice. Nobody, I, I've told nobody that but the, you. This is the scoop, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I got the scoop yes. right here from Lori Butler, a 1936 <laughs> with Robin Young. It's the joint. Let me tell you, folks, it's going to be the best gosh darn concoction this side of the Mississippi <laughs> Or the next side. Leroy's using water straight from Lake Michigan for the vodka, okay? Is it purified? Ah, you know, if he feels like it, if he has time, he'll purify. But the vodka will just purify everything else. Throw some lemonade in there. It'll be sweet and good. I can't wait to try it. That'll I love that voice. Who got you? Who told you to do that voice? Uh, your parents you know, or your I, boys no, or what? I, I grew up, uh, <laughs> we started doing it when we were growing up. And we would go way up north. And that's how, you know, people way up north kind of have that that accent a little bit. And then my, yeah, grandpa, yeah, my yeah. grandpa uh, really said some stuff. You know, my grandpa just had so many words. So I was like, oh, I'm borrowing that. So it just yes. formed into this character, you know. And yeah, I got I an accent it. naturally. So I, I just yeah. sort of doubled down on that. So Well, but, my kids, they love it, man. The ones, the 30s and the 20s. Oh, That's nice. your fan base. That's your fan base. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the TikTok fan base right there. Yeah, we, there you go. Yeah. yeah. We, you oh, guys, we definitely doing a TikTok in it when 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 we get the the, the jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll hey, meet you somewhere. We're doing it. We'll find ways to collaborate. I mean, if you yeah, look, please. if you like, if you like fishing, we should maybe go out film a fishing video or something. Oh, we're doing know? that. I know a good walleye spot in Lake Winnebago. If you want to go, and you know, I got a guy with a nice boat too. Do you? And he's already vaccinated. No way. <laughs> As soon as I get that shot, we're going. Where's yeah. the boat? Where's yeah. the boat? Is it Lake Michigan? Yeah, he's the best. It's, he goes everywhere, man. He knows every these spots, man. And he got the right size boat that's not too big, not too small. And actually, he got two friends. And we can have a competition. We can have That'd a lot of great. fun. That'd be awesome. Wait, where, that's what? one what? million views right there. I'll That'd be awesome. What lake are you on? With the I ball. like Lake Michigan. I yeah. Like okay. Lake okay. Winnebago. Yeah. 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 Winter County. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, listen. My grandparents, <laughs> my grandpa has passed, but my grandma still got a place on Lake Winnebago, and there's a boat. There's a boat there. Yeah. So you know, come oh, and yeah. and bring the crew. We'll do it. Yeah, I got a um, Wausau. Yeah. There's two lakes there. My friends have by Stevens Point. Yeah, yeah. He has his boat up there, and but see, he's a he's a northern guy. I don't like northerns. Oh, really? You're you're, you're prejudiced against northerns. I see how it is. What's wrong with northerns, like those, huh? Those are some nasty bastards. I oh, don't like this with those fish, man. But he's a he likes yeah. to get pike and northerns and muskies and that. Yeah, he's yeah. with that group. I ain't. they're a little slimy, you know. Yeah. Nah, I, nah, that, nah, that I don't want that. They're but fun to Wapaka, catch, though. On that Wapaka Lake, I down with the city. You ever been to Wapaka? Oh, yeah, yeah. My uncle lives up there. Yeah, there's some yeah. nice lakes up there. They get some big walleye up there. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely got to do that. All right, we'll yeah. make it happen. Some of them we throw back, but we keep some of them. Yeah, you got you clean the fish, too? No. No. Oh, really? You make t- you're a, one of I'm those guys. Slicker. You're one of those guys. You make, yeah, you make- I'm Billy Crystal from the City Slicker. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? Uh, 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 no. Look, I, I'll I'll clean your walleyes for you. Okay. You know how to do that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I, do you scale it with a spoon or what? No, 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 no. So you you have a fillet knife, you know, yep. which is just that long knife, and then you start right behind the gill, and you just do one cut from the top yeah. of the head down, down right behind the gill, and then you flip it over and you cut right along the spine. And you yeah. just cut down to, you know, the place where it goes potty and then punch through. Who taught you that? My dad. My dad. Nice. That, yeah. Remind. I'll show you. We'll do a tutorial on it or something. Oh, you have to because yeah. I'm a chef. 
You can show oh. me that, and I'm going to cook it. Well, uh, listen, yeah, if you know your way around, this now, be fun. you'll be fine. Yeah, let's do, let's gonna be do that. Let's do that. I'll get excited. All right, well, I'll let you go. Oh, I got what? something for you, too. Oh, what's that? I got a signed jersey for you. That's I awesome. Even got it in a, I even got it in a plastic. <laughs> We're going to have to exchange because I'm going to sign yeah. one of these for you. Okay. Hey, yeah. I like that. That's that's for you. I'm going to I'm going to we'll do yes. an exchange. We'll do a jersey exchange, although this yeah, isn't a jersey. Awesome. Well, let's get together and do it. And also, in addition to fishing, we should do a, a cooking segment, a joint yes. cooking segment or something. For that could sure. be fun. All right. For we'll sure. put stuff in a crock pot or whatever. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. I know we went over by a bit, but uh, no, hey man, listen, it was an honor and a pleasure. I like to know people before they blow up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can when you're doing Madison Square Garden and getting the five million dollars. Hey, oh, Leroy's calling you. Tell him I call him back. <laughs> <laughs> that'll never. That that that's not gonna happen like that. I will pick but, up that well, call we're if I'm you. on we're stage. Very proud of you. Oh, just to well, let you know. Well. You're very kind. I'm a long, long, long time fan. So thanks for being great. Thanks for the vodka. And Anytime, keep it moving. And watch out for deer, okay? They run <laughs> around Oak Creek. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy. Take care. You too. And that's it for this week's episode of the Cripes Cast. Make sure you follow Leroy Butler on Twitter. That's at Leap36. Get yourself some of his Leap Vodka. You won't be disappointed. And also, you should tweet at him and say, hey, when are you and Charlie going to go walleye fishing? Boy, folks, that'll be a fishing show for the ages, okay? We're going to see them walleyes lamble leap right into the boat, okay? I promise you that. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Cripes Cast, and we'll see you next week. Hey, watch out for deer in the meantime. Okay, bye-bye. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin. The Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle, and you think you're done. No, you got to keep her moving.